I love the chase and the hunt and I set the pace when I'm running. I always take what I want and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Play the game like it's nothing. I'm always thankful for something. Don't take for granted, stay humble. Now wake up! It's time to look at What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Comment Writers. I'm your host, Josh Meek, the Uber Geek, joined as always. I'm a good friend, Toby Tobes. What's up, Toby? Hello, friend. Josh, I have a question for you. Okay, I'm ready. When you when you do your introduction, yeah, how much thought do you have to put into saying the comment writers as slow and as syllabically as possible? Well, I don't put a lot of thought into it because I'm that much of a professional, Toby. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that was a like I don't know like naming the show that the the decision early on was that I have to enunciate that it's comment writers every time we say it. Uh, so I guess yeah, the, the 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 thinking about it was front loaded in recording these episodes, and now I'm, just, <laughs> now I'm just used to doing it that way. Okay, because I was thinking about it. Like whenever you say it, you're like always very good about being like the comment writers. <laughs> And I know with how fast I talk and my mumbly mouth, I'd be like, hey, it's the common writers. I, just, I, would, just, I would just assume people would know that there was <laughs> some extra letters in there. Toby and Josh, the common writers. <laughs> Are you sure that's it? Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep rolling. Um, yeah, I, I had another round of um, like not not hating the name, but thinking about the name a lot again as I was making our website, which is now live. If you want to check out commentwriters.com, you can see that. Um, but that, that was, again, a lot of like typing the name over and over again and seeing it and just like editing pictures with it in it and stuff. So um, it was probably extra fresh in my mind that it was comment and not common. Do you think bands get tired of their names? When they say oh, absolutely. Time? Yeah, definitely. Like I'm typing, I'm typing in like newfound glory again. I'm like, why the fuck did we name ourselves this? Like that kind of vibe. Like I get tired of bands that I like name in that same <laughs> way. I'm just like seeing it over and over again. Like if I get on a real kick, like I, I go on like a newfound glory kick probably like once a year where like, it's kind of all, all I listen to for like a month. Um, and I get tired of their name in that month. So they definitely get tired of it for sure. I like, to. I like how all of a sudden we've decided we're going to bully them. <laughs> no, they're great. They're a fantastic band and um, great people as far as, I, as far as I'm aware, but it's just any name. Like if, 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 you, if your name is Imagine Dragons, you don't think that like two seconds into being named that you think it's the dumbest name ever. Of course you would. <laughs> It's Imagine Dragons. <laughs> but yeah, but Imagine Dragons, Josh. Just imagine. It, just imagine Dragons. It's more of a thought exercise than a band name. I think it really is. <laughs> it truly is. I don't think you can pick out a band name that isn't very easy to see how it would get lame the more you think about it. I like, feel like a lot of the good band names are the ones that are entirely too long. Yeah, like... The world is a beautiful place that I'm not afraid to die or whatever that band is. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, there, oh, I, there was another really good one I said on the top on my tip of my tongue and I forgot. You know what the worst, maybe maybe the all time worst band name is. This is going to be controversial. Are you ready? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of one real quick. I don't know. Go ahead. The Beatles. It's a bad pun. That's all the Beatles is. It's just a bad pun. Did you ever see one of my favorite movies of all time? That thing you do. 
Uh, no. Okay. So you you need to watch it, A. But B, they do the same thing with Beatles, but they do a different name. But it's basically the same vibe. And there's basically there's like the whole thing is basically like mocking the Beatles and the monkeys and like that generation of boy bands. Like when they're just when boy bands were like, yeah, emo haircutted boys in the 60s. At least at least the monkeys were a joke band from the start. Like they were intending it to be a joke. And then they became the greatest band ever. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're better than the Beatles. That's for sure. Peter somebody. I was going to say Peter Chris, but that's Kiss. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely know that name. I don't think I know any of the uh, any of the members of the Beatles. No, I'm sorry, no, I'm not, not of the, the Beatles of the Monkeys. I, I meant Monkeys. I was just I still had Beatles on the mind. Um, I do know members of the Beatles. Peter Tork. <laughs> that's who I was thinking of. <laughs> I only know Peter Crisp because of that um, that one song from. Um, oh crap! There, there's a punk band where they talk about Peter Crisp. I can't think of their name now. He's the cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck song is that? You know what I'm talking about, though. I know that that's the reason I got it because like <laughs> blah 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 blah. And Peter Chris, he's the cat. <laughs> oh, we might be talking about different songs even. All right, now now I gotta I gotta Google this. Um, <laughs> all right, so the band that I'm thinking of is uh, the Teenage Bottle Rocket. I know who that is. Yeah, they they have a song where they reference peter chris okay and that's the only reason that i know his name (laughs) i i know them i don't know that song but there's a different kiss joke punk band song from a pop punk band where they like they kind of rattle them all off or they it's maybe like 80s themed or whatever okay and the last lyric is and peter chris he's the cat (laughs) (laughs) that's even better it tells you which one he is that's great man you know like our, I feel like our generation of bands, um, like our, our parents had no right to dislike any of the music we were listening to when they grew up on stuff like Kiss. Like the, the Kiss music's fine. But then you look at Kiss and you're like, what were you people doing? Like what? lots of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that, that we now have like 60 year olds who unironically still think kiss are really cool is just the wildest thing like i'm i mean if you've ever gone if you've ever gone to like any sort of convention i feel like our generation is not much better with certain things <laughs> no no we've all got our problems but like i'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying you, you you have the 60 year olds who will look down upon things that our generation likes but then are really into a dude in cat makeup <laughs> 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 this is weird do you do you remember the story where they did a comic book and like put their blood in the comic ink i do that was that was the one of the first times they did it and then i feel like assorted other bands and movies also then did the same thing yeah like mixed blood and the stuff at least that's metal i feel like painting your face like a cat is like that's not metal do you it's know the other ones thing to do what are the other ones no, i'm just asking do you know, do you know the other kiss oh, I, faces no I don't. I th- oh, I oh think... wait, hang on, hang on. I might. There's a star. There's a guy who's like stars on his face. His, his face, right? Yeah, that's um, the only other one I know. Starman <laughs> or something. Uh, Gene Simmons is just like a monster. I think is that right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just letting you. I'm just letting you go at this point. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna look up Kiss and we're gonna figure it out. Okay. <laughs> Members of Kiss stylized as K I S S with the the S's are like the um, lightning bolts. Yeah, lightning bolt things. 
so Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Freely, and Peter Chris, and they are <laughs> he's the cat. <laughs> he's the cat. <laughs> so Star Child is is Paul Stanley, and yeah, so so Gene Simmons is just a demon. He's the demon. Um, the spaceman is Ace Freely, and Catman is Peter Chris. So a star. This is wait a star guy, a space guy. That feels like there's some overlap there. <laughs> I don't know that we needed both. And then a cat and a demon. One of these, Toby, is a little out of place. <laughs> it's also like when you look up like a movie and it says like spaceman number one, spaceman number two, when they have like a role but not really, and they're just there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Looking at their pictures now, and honestly. Gun to my head, I would not be able to tell the difference between the star man and the space man because Toby, they both just have stars over their eyeballs. There's no difference. No. In Wait. fact, in fact, the, the 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 demon also kind of just has things that look sort of like stars over his eyes. It looks like upside down bat wings. Don't be an idiot. They are. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They are. But still, star man and. Uh, Star Child or, or Space Child or Space Man or whatever their stupid names are. Um, they both just have stars over their eyes. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and this has been your kiss minute. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now I'm, now I'm upset. Talking about kiss. <laughs> Got all worked up. Tell me, how was your Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. How was yours? It was good. I didn't talk about kiss one time until now. Now it's ruined. <laughs> it's funny because with all the uh, spaceman talk, I got a telescope for Christmas, so that fits right into this vibe. Oh, nice! Have you uh, look, looked at anything far away yet? No, it has not yet been assembled, but it needs to be. How do you how do you get something for Christmas and not put it together yet? Because you, you our our Christmases are so crazy with it running around with a family and other things that like today was probably like the first down day and we are three days past like the christmas break so your telescope is it was it a thing that you had asked for and were looking forward to or is it was it like a surprise thing like it was a sweet surprise okay do you are do you are you into space do you do you wear a star over your eye (laughs) and sing sing in a band (laughs) i think that's also a david bowie song (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Starman. <laughs> Ground control <laughs> to Major Toby. <laughs> We're something off the ledge. <laughs> are you, are you a space are you a space fanatic? Sure. Do you do you like you like planets and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> like Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you knew where I was working up to. <laughs> Oh. I, bro- I broke Josh. What is this? Like 10 minutes in? <laughs> <laughs> Building up to an elaborate Uranus joke. <laughs> uh, I also, also was feeling a little bit like your grandma or something. No, you, hey, Sonny, you, you like planets? You like them planets? <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite planet? Tell me, uh, unrelated to anything, I got to. I got to that's un- this whole thing so far. <laughs> that's true. I got to unironically say how you like them apples the other day to my daughter, and that was incredible because <laughs> <laughs> she was eating apples, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, how you like them apples?" And she said, "They're good." <laughs> did you like secretly like snicker on the inside? And you were like, "I, did. I got her. I did. I got her. That, that little that little shit." <laughs> uh, I've been saying how you like them apples to people. Um, since I saw Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> and and it, it almost never works, and, and the fact that I got to do it this time, and uh, and it was actually relevant, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, 
<laughs> but no, my, to my a great Christmas, start today. <laughs> my Christmas was also good. Um, uh, no, yeah, it was. We just had a had a nice nice little Christmas. I uh, took some extra time off work too, which is good. So I have been just being a complete deadbeat um, playing Sonic Frontiers lately. That's, that's what that I've been w- up to. <laughs> I heard that was a good one. People, it's shockingly people say good. that's actually like way better than like, the rest have been for years yeah like i'm not i'm not a sonic fan i uh i think i was telling you the other day i made fun of big the cat on tumblr and that was a mistake people really oh. like big the cat um <laughs> you never you never make fun of any, any sort of uh anthropomorphized anthropomorphized and anthropomorphic anthropomorphified see yeah now I fucked there you we up. go we got it but yeah on the internet never make fun of those things Animals that are living beings that talk. Oh, danger zone. <laughs> well, my, my point was like, you shouldn't mess with someone who is a fan of Big the Cat because they have nothing else to lose. Like what? <laughs> if you like Big the Cat, like you're you're at rock bottom. There's no place else to go. Like, well, I'm not going to mess with you. <laughs> There's no reason. Uh, but anyway, Big the Cat's in this game. He handles the fishing minigame, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that seems about right. Cats love fish, man. That, that just his, seems up his speed. Yeah, it's a, a right up his alley. Uh, but no, the game is really good. I don't. I'm not a huge Sonic fan. Like I, I casually like Sonic. Like Sonic Two was fantastic. Sonic Three was all right. Those were the good Sonic games, and everything else pretty much past that was kind of kind of bad. Um, that's, that's those are my Sonic opinions. This game really good. I'm really surprised how much I'm liking it. Um, because I'd, I'd heard like kind of mixed things and kind of the open world nature of it was intriguing to me. But um, yeah, it really has, has hooked me. So anyway, that's fun. So Big the Cat hooked you? <laughs> Big, Big, Big the Cat hooked me. That's right. While you was fishing? <laughs> Let me tell you about Big the Cat for a second. Have you? Do you know much about Big the Cat? I know that he's, he's a big, I know he's he's a big, a big cat. cat. <laughs> he is a big cat. So yeah. he, um, he talks... As if he is like a country bumpkin and he speaks so slowly. Like, I dare anyone to let him get to the end of his voice line before you click next because it feels like you're going to die with each line. It's like, hi, Sonic, would you like to do some fishing? And, and you just you've already died five times in the, the middle of that line. It's the worst. Big the cat is not the worst. <laughs> a good character. <laughs> I'm glad he's relegated off to a separate screen, and all that he does is give me things for fish. That's all it is. He just, he just like he's like, you want to go fishing? And I say yes, and then he trades me things for the fish that I catch. That's it. That's all we do. The best, watch, the, be, the best business transactions. Yeah, I don't have to watch cutscenes with Big the Cat in it or anything like that. It's bad enough I have to watch cutscenes with Knuckles in it, you know, but Big the Cat, that's where I draw the line. I feel like you're firing off in all cylinders today. I'm ready. All right, we've got some emails, Toby. Let's, uh, let's jump into it to, uh, to an email. Um, <laughs> you, if you want to send us an email, you can do that. Send it to cast at commonridersucks.com. Uh, our email that we have for this week is from our good friend, Kieran. So Kieran has... Um, listened to and watched things that you and I have done for a very long time. Uh, so good, good to good to hear from him again. Real and quick, we will, before, yeah. before you read the email, the best cure in fact uh-huh. is the other day when he told us that he found us only because he wanted to watch Power Rangers RPM, <laughs> and he was like, "Why wow, are these two assholes talking over the TV show?" 
Yeah, we always joked. And about now he's listening that. to us forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we always joked about that as a concept of someone like just wanting to watch the show and then like begrudgingly liking us after, <laughs> after they do it. And, and that's literally how he found us and and then how he kept listening. <laughs> Um, so Kieran says, uh, just like old times, sending you guys emails. First things first, Kobe was actually right about something. Nailed it. Ryu- Ryuki is in Geats' movie alongside Revis, uh, or Revice, to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the show. Though he did fail to bring a pun, so I'm very disappointed. So first of all, yes, you have been slacking in the pun name department. Yeah, I, I retired that gimmick. It got okay. too hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I'm sure if someone had some bets out there for how long that was going to last. <laughs> whoever, whoever had under ten. <laughs> so, um, so only because it's in my little notepad here. So there was, I would say, four better episode names, and then there okay. was five or six. Me just making stupid puns or jokes out of the names. Yeah, yeah. You're very and quickly. La- yeah, and then last week, I didn't do it at all. And going forward, I probably won't do it anymore either. Because <laughs> <laughs> we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we talked about last last time. Um, the, the Ryuki sort of battle royale concept is kind of what Geats is doing as well. Like, there's definitely some, some inspiration there. And yeah, the Ryuki is in the movie too. So um, yeah, that there, there is some tie in there. Here it says on the Sentai Rider crossover topic, we were talking about that in terms of like movies. Here um, it says there were a string of spring movies five to ten years ago called Superhero Tyson that were just giant team ups of both franchises, usually promoted with a crossover event in the show, uh, which is actually what got Kieran started watching Common Rider. One movie even threw in a hybrid team, Common Sentai Go Rider, which were basically the original Rider and Sentai suits mashed together. Um, that sounds awesome. I'll have to go look that up. Uh, also, a writer has appeared in Power Rangers. Black RX was in the first three episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 3 as a setup for the Mast Rider TV show. So yeah, they um, Saban, at the height of Power Rangers uh, mania, attempted to actually bring Common Rider over. Um, they, they translated it to Mast Rider, which is just the, what the word common means. Um, but yeah, they they brought over Common Rider. It wasn't a success. It didn't hit it hit off like Power Rangers did. Um, but they did like a little bit of an overlap there uh, to kind of spin the show off. So yeah, the Common Rider Black RX um, like suit and stuff was in uh, in Power Rangers. Kieran goes on to say that on uh, Geats itself, I have to say, Josh, you picked a perfect time to introduce Toby to Common Rider. So far, it's shaping up to be, be, to be my favorite series so far, and I've watched a few. Every show from W onwards. Uh, one Do you know last little. Means? Do you know what that means? W onwards. Yeah, that, that's a season of Common Rider. Well, I mean, I figure, but is that like a couple like ago? a decade that... ago or so? Yeah, okay. that'd be like ten years ago at this point. 12 maybe more time is a meaningless construct it's <laughs> it's it's a good long time so i think i think it was the season after we paid so yeah r- roughly 11 years or so ago I th- i'm thinking now okay um you can, you can continue <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> one last bit of useless information the Giamato are partially based on chess pieces the grunts have rounded heads like pawns 
There was the horse-headed knight Giamato, and more recent episodes have Rook and Bishop Giamato showing up. I'm expecting there to be the king and queen at some stage, possibly the final, final bosses, but who knows with this show. I'm tired of typing now. I'm just finished by saying Merry Geatsmas and a happy neon year. <laughs> that was horrible. Kieran, you're Kieran, fired. Kieran bringing some puns. I mean, certainly, uh, at least at the caliber of what you were bringing us. Uh, no, he, that, that's at least a step down. Because if he if he comes at my caliber, then I'm get replaced, and that's just bullshit. So, <laughs> <laughs> having none of it. <laughs> uh, so, Kieran, thanks for the email. Um, awesome you, to Karen. hear from you again. And yeah, thanks for the thanks for the info there. I'm excited about the the movies and getting to the point where we can actually see them and and read the English words on the screen when they happen. Uh, because I yeah, I'm liking beats so much i just want i want more i want more content uh speaking of more content kobe this week we watched common order gates episode 13 we are already number 13 already up to 13 um and yeah let's just let's dive right in here so First up, Sumi is still doing her narration at the beginning. They continue to be hilarious as she's like narrating about Geats being betrayed. It's like you were kind of a part of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you had insider information about it. You're narrating. You're you're narrating about it now. It's just very funny that she is doing the in-world kind of out-of-world narration at the beginning. And even even better is the fact that since they're still playing family, like after she does her little recording, she just turns around and like looks like she's basically sitting outside and looks into the living room. And Geese is like, yeah, so why are you guys doing this to me again? <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> she's, she's like doing a weird odd fourth wall break that I guess isn't really supposed to be addressed, but Geese can hear it anyway. So it's like if someone like broke the fourth wall in like any other media and someone else was like, who are you talking to? I yes, hear what, you. <laughs> what, what are we doing? <laughs> I like that he he addresses it. That's that is fun. Like, is what? <laughs> you I'm really right behind you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Geats continues to kind of question sort of why he's being targeted here by the game master. He says, "I've saved the world countless times. What doesn't the game master like <laughs> about that?" Which is, you know, a valid a valid point. Um, Sumi also is questioning kind of why eliminate uh, Geats. The Game Master says that Geats is, quote, digging through our secrets, which is interesting. They have lots of them. Why do you have secrets to hide if if your goal is just to save the world? If if your world-changing game is on the up and up, why do you have secrets? Exactly. (laughs) Um, Speaking of one of those secrets, we then see the Game Master call the dude over in the greenhouse, our good friend over in the greenhouse, and he demands to know why he's letting the Giamato use drivers. The guy in the greenhouse says that they learned it on their own. They're smart. (laughs) And they just, they picked it up. And then he says, plus, it's it's more fun this way, right? (laughs) I love that they think like, and the way that he worded that comment, it's just funny to me that like the whole vibe of this, is it supposed to be fun? Like, is that actually like what they're doing? They're like, Hey, let's here, we have a fun game. We'll grant wishes and let people almost die. Yeah. I, <laughs> it, it certainly, that seemed like the vibe was like playing it for entertainment. Yeah. Like, Oh, this, this makes it more entertaining. This is more fun. It's a game. Come on. <laughs> the game master says, that's not your call. <laughs> so we have, <laughs> we have some infighting here. 
um, I, I'm int- really interested still in the the greenhouse guy and all what's going on there. So uh, the the idea that the Giamato like picked up the drivers on their own is kind of fascinating. We'll, hopefully, we'll learn more about that. Ace is having a photo shoot next up, Toby, and it's a really really weird exchange. So this girl just sort of like walks up to Ace as he's on a break, and um. He he calls it a, a destined meeting. She says, I would like to support you by any means necessary. And then he goes, Gua? <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to run it back and like try to transcribe out like what <laughs> the noise that he made because it was like the slack jaw, like, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 really? <laughs> uh, we don't we don't know what she's about yet, but spoiler alert, we, we find out at least uh vaguely who she works for later on in the episode and i'm actually impressed that for the vagueness of her entrance like we talked about it last week it might have been on the episode it might have been you and i talking afterwards i'm glad they did another one of the instant payoffs and not me guessing who this lovely young lady is who's talking to geats yeah like it wasn't like a You'll find out in two months and be like, wait, I freaking forget all this. It was like, <laughs> yeah, this is what we meant earlier. <laughs> You're welcome. For sure. Yeah. There's a great example of that thing. Yeah. We were talking about last time of like, they set a thing up that you feel like is going to last for a long time. Like, who is this woman? What's going on? And then they instantly pay it off. And it, that doesn't feel like a letdown. It, it like feels extra exciting. Like, oh my God, I didn't feel like I was supposed to have that information yet. And here it is. Uh, so, so very, very cool. They're doing that. Kawa got hired at the the soba shop, his like favorite soba shop that he goes to. And this is a whole weird thing. So he works at the soba shop, but the guy is like, just just work here until you find something better. Like, first of all, <laughs> that's a little bit of a bummer. Like, this is not a good enough place to work. And then, then later, I think like Sarah's even like praying for Kawa to find a job. I was like, what is wrong with this soba shop <laughs> that no one wants him to work here? <laughs> That's no career, man. Come on. <laughs> Apparently, like if he, everybody. If he's, not, if he's not running the shop, that's no career. He's supposed to see, he's supposed to bring world peace with his job interviews. He can't be just dishing noodles out. Listen, I like Kawa. He's a, he's a great guy. Nothing against Kawa. This job kind of feels like his speed to me. <laughs> You know, like nothing stressful. You don't have to. You don't have to do too much. It's a nice, quiet, sleepy soba shop. <laughs> um, while we're at the soba shop, we we start to get sort of the development of the episode. So, like, kind of the thing that kicks off this next game, and we we see it happen to each of the writers, kind of in turn. What what it is is they all catch sight of a little girl in a red hat. So, it's like the grudge. Yeah, it is very like like horror movie esque, where she's just you can't see her face. She's just kind of standing there. They see her, and as they all see her, they drop their ID cord. They're like they lose their ID cord; it falls out of their hand. So Kawa Caesar runs out of the shop, drops his ID cord. Uh, Neon is kind of quizzing her dad about the Desire Grand Prix. Are you He's a serial just, killer? I think I saw you in a <laughs> horror movie once. <laughs> she says, why'd you make, make me participate again? He says, some things are, are best left unsaid. Uh, Neon tries to leave, and in the midst of this is where she sees the red hat girl. She drops her ID core. Um, Buffa likewise drops his. Ace also drops his. Um, 
Ace also notices that his driver is stolen at this time. It's gone. He's missing his driver. He takes it back from the red hat girl. She had t- she had taken it. And as he does that, the Giamato show up. And Ace fights him. He transforms all that crazy stuff. So the in the midst of this, the red hat girl kind of like steals the driver back. The Giamato gets it. Um, and then the red hat girl also takes Punk Jack's driver. Um, like the um, there's just lots of like back and forth basically with the the drivers and the red hat girl and kind of the Giamato. One of Geats's best lines, at least in his stealing of the things, is the second time she steals his driver, he just calmly looks at her and says, are you a magician, young lady? <laughs> <laughs> Some of my favorite uh, Ace interactions are like him him with kids in the show. <laughs> are you a magician, young lady? <laughs> like, obviously bad shit's happening, and he's just so nice and mellow with them. We're like, this girl's stealing his shit, and he's just like, are you doing tricks? <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Yeah. It's, it's always like the uber cool world's about to end. Horrible things are happening to me, but like, no, I'm still good. It's fine. I probably, I probably have some tricks up my sleeve. Even if I don't, I'm going to pretend like I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have that plot armor. It's fantastic. <laughs> and real quick, uh, before we get too far past it, yeah. Um, with neon and her dad and him sneaking her back in the game my new prediction for the show is that her dad gets her in the games so that she can win. So she, that, so that the comp their the company that we've kind of established is running this, the Kurama corporation, this is going to be some like redemption arc where he's going to have her win so that she can fix the company from evil to good. <laughs> or, may, or maybe he wants his evil corporation to gain more power by his daughter winning or something. Either no, I'm going. I'm going with the happy one. This you is don't like think his, he's evil. The, I think he's definitely evil. I think he looks so evil that they have to swerve it and make him a good guy. Okay, so he's maybe. going. He's going for his redemption arc through his daughter. <laughs> that that might be. That might be it. Yeah, he is. He's so comically evil looking that yes, it's a little too on the nose if he turns out to be evil. Maybe. <laughs> um. Everybody, of course, shows back up at the platform. Everybody's gotten their driver stolen at this point. No more drivers left. And we find out that the game for this round is musical chairs, <laughs> which is fantastic. It's so, fantastic. And it goes into my request of, can we find different games? Uh, I find the fact that we're playing musical chairs quite odd, but I guess we'll roll with it. <laughs> yeah. At least it's like a unique thing. It's different than we've seen before. Uh, Sumi explains that the, the five buckles are stolen. One is in use by a Giamato rider already. So four of them are still out there in the world. So there's our one one down chair, basically, for, for musical chairs. Um, this is where we, we see Sarah praying for Kewa. <laughs> the the Soma shop apparently isn't, isn't good enough. And then now, uh, Punk Jack confronts ace in the the hideout um and it seems like hari ruya is trying to like get something out of out of ace trying to find out information then moving on from there neon has a really great idea i think about this game so they're trying to find the location of their drivers they're trying to find this girl in a red hat neon like sticks all of her (laughs) all of her twitch followers uh on tracking down this red hat girl she um 
She's like, guys, help me out. Looking for this girl in a red hat. Let me know where she is. See, I actually wrote that down too. That was like a hell of a genius move. It's great. Yeah, it's like it's a perfect, perfect neon thing. Like, you know, hey, I've got I've got all of these people at my disposal. Might as well use them. So it's funny. So as always, uh, I try to go through and slowly rewatch the episodes as we talk about them, uh, at least in our translation when she's running neon TV. Uh, some of the comments here say as cute as ever today. Love <laughs> your hair. Uh, if it's you, I'll do anything. And one is been a while since neon TV without her running away. <laughs> <laughs> the show's just not the same as it used to be. <laughs> Attempt 51 has been canceled. <laughs> turns out, turns out I'm staying home. Uh, no more escape attempts. But uh, Sarah is actually the person who sees the red hat girl and tells neon and tells Kawa as well. And, um, Sarah, Sarah gets to like link everybody in. The Giamato get two more drivers from the red hat girl. Um, at this point, it's it seems pretty clear that the girl in the red hat is like in cahoot with the Giamato. Like, I think that was clear from the beginning. But like, at this point, she's basically just kind of handing him over. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Kawa rushes in, kind of fights him off. There's some really cool moments here with Kawa where he's obviously not transformed since he doesn't have a driver and he's just like doing everything he can, like pure desperation to like knock back the Giamato and tries to, you know, he, he gets the, the drivers back. That's really exciting. He, he gets the drivers back and he does all this stuff without being transformed. Yeah. Like that was one of the, the note things that I noted, like him raging without his driver and just full bore running in at like eight or 10 Giamato for no reason, like yeah. having no powers <laughs> is way different past the OG K-Wall we knew who was kind of a baby and didn't know what to do with himself. Exactly. He kind of did that at the tail end of like the Resident Evil game too. Like when he w went out to get his buckle, when he rejoined the game, it was just like plowing through Giamato to get to where he needed to go. And yeah, you're totally right. Like crazy juxtaposition to a guy who wouldn't, wouldn't even attack anything at the very beginning. He's like, nope, I'm going to jump in. Don't have powers. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna keep this from happening. Uh, we do a lot of fighting here, so there's a lot of back and forth. I think the the notable thing, probably in all this, is that at this point the game master is just openly gloating about Geats not having a driver, um, just like not even pretending to hide the fact that he is, you know, completely against Geats and I'm very excited that Geats is, is looking like he might be eliminated. I think the main takeaway of this segment is Buffa's outfit, which is like neon orange uh, camouflage pants with a neon blue vest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a, uh, he's a fashion forward type of guy. <laughs> um, one thing Connor doesn't do, um, which is both good and bad, but like, you know, Power Rangers and, and Sentai, like a lot of times they'll dress in their colors. <laughs> so it's it's kind of a shame sometimes the buff is not always just dressed in like purple and orange everything. <laughs> I guess this was the, probably the closest. But yeah, they definitely wear more normal dress, like day-to-day -day clothes. Other than Actual Geese, human always like, like Geese always looks like he's going to prom. He does kind of, yeah. He always is a but little... But the rest of them He's are. a fancy boy. When you're the star of the star of the stars, you know, you have to you have to dress the part, Toby. I guess that's true. You can't be looking like a slacker. 
Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so so Kawa, of course, is like trying to work together with everyone, sharing buckles and, and, and drivers that they find and stuff. Um, Buffa takes offense to that. He, he yells at Kawa about it. He says, we're rivals, don't you get it? Uh, and I, I really liked this experience. They're both Neon and Kawa kind of like rebuff Buffa <laughs> to, 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 to turn it into, into a pun here. Um, Neon says, why shouldn't we help each other? Like, if you get eliminated, there's always another chance. But um, if the Giamato get you, you die. <laughs> so, right. like, you know, like, like, yeah, let's make sure that we don't die. Uh, Kewa tells Buffa, you should look more to those around you. <laughs> um, I thought thought it was neat, like, you know, in, in the past and, uh, you know, in the fairly recent past, Kewa has still sort of, like, shied away from Buffa. And now at this point, he's, like, he's, like, telling him, telling him off, kind of. Like, no, like, I'm going to help, uh, help, I'm going to help everybody. And you should, too. Like, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny, like, Buffa obviously doesn't know how to handle having friends or people that remotely care about him. Yeah. And and uh, Kawa, this whole episode, and presumably going forward more so, like he's just pedal to the metal. I'm handling all the business now. Like I'm rushing in with no, with no morph. I'm telling Buffa to pull his head out of his ass and be a team player. <laughs> in a lot of ways, Kawa is the exact opposite of Geet now. At this point, where like Geets will hang back, he'll wait to henshin, he'll make sure he has like. 18 plans before anything happens and Kawa is like the first one to run in doesn't even henshin yet before he starts fighting has zero plan other than the world needs saving and I'm going to do it <laughs> <laughs> they are they are complete opposites of each other and, and yeah I think I think probably intentional um, even Ace agrees here though he says people can't survive without being supported by others Ace so is, I think uh, that's that's Geet's realizing that Obviously, I, and obviously, I think why he's hanging back more is what back more as well. He's realizing that, like, if the whole game is going to be geared against him at this point, like, he appreciates the fact that, like, Kawa and Neon mainly are always like, no, man, we're cool. Like, we'll do this together. And I, I think he realizes more now, like, I can't just fly solo all the time or I'm probably fucked. Yep, for sure. Yeah, he's, he's, um, it, it might, it might still be sort of like, tactical advantage of having friends he's realized but like yeah he definitely has realized that he can't he can't do this alone he can't he can't face off against like an openly antagonistic writer <laughs> and i guess two openly antagonistic writers at this point against him and the entire dgp against him without <laughs> a little bit of help <laughs> we we do some more fighting here the geometo writer shows back up I want um, to point out that Kawa did his medium speed henshin. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we, we watched a little video. Um, it was a Q&A with the actors of the show, and they were talking, and they were kind of demonstrating their henshin motions, and they were, like, poking fun at Kawa's actor about how involved and fast his henshin is, and it was so incredibly endearing it's it's it was very fun seeing them like be such good friends with each other <laughs> well yeah like they're all joking around and like i think his normal henshin is like his his like extended one we'll call it because they all apparently have extended and shortened ones mm -hmm. so his extended one felt like six seven seconds of like martial arts gesturing and then they're like now do your abridged one 
and he does his whole exact normal thing again, but just at like three times speed. It's faster, yeah. <laughs> and they all just start laughing hysterically, and they're like, no, abbreviate doesn't mean just go faster. It means make it shorter. And they all just giggle together. Like it's a Sumi and then the four main characters, Mize Punk Jack. And they're all just like teasing Kawa, like, dude, you're crazy. So then they ask Sumi to rate whose henshin is the best and she just laughs and goes it's not really a competition basically <laughs> yeah like obviously his <laughs> <laughs> the, the great thing too is like Kewa's actor has this really complicated like henshin that's like super involved and it's like um it's kind of like very um like it's it's overtly self-confident visually right like he's doing all this crazy stuff but, but the actor leads up to it with like asking someone off camera so should I should I do the full full one? Should should I should I do it right now? <laughs> like, he has this really timid like. So should I should I do it? Do it? Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so, it's fine. <laughs> and it's just yeah, it's just great. <laughs> um, yeah, very very fun. I that that little like Q and A thing, just like the two minute little snippet that we got there, was so much fun. Like I hope that whole thing gets translated. I have no idea how long it is, um, but like th- that little translated part was really really fun. Um, it, yeah, very cool stuff. That that's one of one of the things that I think we missed the most out on. Obviously, not being in Japan and not speaking Japanese is some of the like behind the scenes and like interviews and stuff. Um, I've translated some of the like interviews that show up on the Common Writer like official website where they ask the actors like questions like, "Oh, what's your favorite scene so far?" and stuff like that. And like those are really fun and really interesting about what everybody likes. Um, that. Yeah, I wish I wish we had easier access to that stuff. Um, Hariruya win. Punk Jack is excited that uh, Geats is getting beat up, obviously, since that's sort of his goal. In the middle of this fight, um, the kind of big development here is we meet, we kind of cut away, and we see the girl from earlier again. We talked about the payoff was coming. So that girl from earlier is sort of the assistant, we'll say, of this fancy guy (laughs) (laughs) he's a guy sitting at a table he's kind of dressed in a suit definitely looks like he's like he's money of some kind right he kind of motions and the girl uses the tablet a a tablet in her hand she kind of swipes on it and sends out a new buckle the command twin buckle um the game master says like that item shouldn't even be in rotation. <laughs> um, so Geats gets it. He doesn't super really know how to use it. When he kind of puts it in, he gets this antenna on his head. That's kind of all that it does. And he gets a sword with it as well. Um, so the, yeah, the sword is the raising sword. It has a buckle attached to it in addition to the one that he put on his driver, but it won't come off. But it doesn't really matter because the sword by itself is kind of insane and Geet's just sort of like, he just kicks ass with it, basically. He does work. And the crazy thing is, for some reason, the opening song plays again over this entire thing with lyrics and yeah, all. Yeah, that, that was surprising. It turned it into like a, uh, an anime like music video or something. <laughs> Um, oh, the the other interesting part of this. So, so leading into that big, you know, opening credits like fight sequence thing that we got, um, Ace of course didn't have a driver before this, so he had to ask Kawa to borrow his driver. He's like, I need it for like ten, no, like five minutes. Just give it to me <laughs> for five minutes, and I'll steal back the buckle the the, the Giamato has, and then if it works, 
you can have it and my buckles. Like you, you can have everything. <laughs> and it's funny so, to me because so Geats in general, he usually says things so people help him, and there's usually yeah. a downfall to it. Like at the end, he's kind of like tee hee hee, you trusted me. But this time, he actually he was actually just a good guy. <laughs> and in the, this was the first time I think where he was the most <clears throat> on the back foot, kind of where it's like. The times he's done it to Kawa, like he's needed Kawa to do the thing, but it's been way more of a like, I'm the puppet master pulling the strings. And this one is more like, I need Kawa to give me this buckle, but because like if he doesn't, I'm probably just eliminated. <laughs> um, so yeah, he definitely played this one very upfront. And of course, at the end, after after he kind of gets the buckle back, uh, he, he hands it all over. Like there's there's no catch, there's not anything sort of gotcha about it. He gives it all back to, to, to Kawa. Now, he figures out how the buckle works in the midst of this kind of big fight scene. So first he just has the sword. The sword's going all crazy. And eventually, he charges it up enough. The sword gets kind of a full charge. Then the buckle comes off the sword. He puts it on his driver, and then it's like the complete, it says, jet and cannon. So that's the full package. And when he does the, you know, big double <laughs> uh, transformation, he, he turns into essentially a mech. Like he, he just looks like a mech. He's got these like big metal pieces all over him. Um, he kind of like, he looks very much like a, a Gundam style mech. It really was the first thing that came to mind for me. So like I have <clears throat> that the uh, jet can armor is the most mech Gundam Evangelion thing ever. So you hit yes. you hit two of my three <laughs> adjectives there <laughs> as you were going. It's like it's like a mix between like Gundam and a fighter pilot <clears throat> kind of because it has the like the visor that you would see on like a fighter pilot helmet and kind of like the heads up display a little bit and stuff too when they're like aiming their missiles. But yeah, he's like got big shoulder attachments with like, you know, big missiles that come out of it and stuff. Um, it's very cool looking. I, I think the just the sword version. So the when he first gets it before he charges it all up, when it's just the head antenna, like that looks OK. It's a little plain. But then when he does like the full charge up transformation, um, it's very cool. It's over the top and like ridiculous. But again, like in a really fun way. I think I think the only downside of it for me is like every time this buckle comes out again they're gonna have to go through that charge up process again where it's it's not like it's not gonna be like the monster buckle now where it's just like no i'm just gonna pop right into it gonna have all the stuff on like it's gonna be good it's, it's always gonna be this big drawn out thing well especially because of how flashy it was too like it's a probably the flashiest of all the suits we've seen with the like the oh, yeah. attack actions and everything so it's one of those things where like i don't want to keep seeing it all the time like if I know it's going to be this OP and just destroys everything, like I don't necessarily need that to always be like the ending, like the we're yeah. calling Megazord vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does feel like it could be that because you're totally right. It is like super OP, like wipes out the enemy in one hit. Um, yeah, it feels it feels very like Megazord final slash type type thing for sure. And then so, when they uh, did yeah. the uh, <clears throat> they do the uh, visor stuff again with it. Uh, again, this is the since we get the fancy translations for us. Uh, apparently, in the visor, it gives a running uh, tally of everything that happens. 
So like it's doing just doing little status updates. It says like the one line says you attack the Geomoto, and the next line says you dodge the Geomoto's attack. <laughs> so it's almost like playing a text-based RPG back in the day, where it's just doing like the actual. It's like logging all the actions that happen. Yeah, <laughs> or it's like it's like playing, playing Pokemon, where it's like, uh, oh, the attack. It's super effective. <laughs> super effective. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. So Ace hands over the driver, as we said, hands over, you know, his, his pile of buckles. It was very, it was very much with Paywall, like, why can't I hold all these buckles? <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lot My of My hands stuff are full of things. Yeah. <clears throat> um, of course, the Giamato had just gotten blown away, dropped the driver. You think Ace is going to pick it up. But no, Buffa gets there first, grabs it. Um, Ace, you know, had left it laying there on the ground. Buffa says, uh, this, uh, this belongs to me, actually. So Ace ends up without a buckle after all. Um, but smirks. That's but he smirks about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely smirks about it. Then we cut away to the game master who angrily calls the kind of fancy guy earlier that was sitting at the table who gave the uh, command win a buckle and says, like, why did you send him that buckle? It was you, wasn't it? Um, and then the... The fancy guy says, a game master getting involved in a game, if that's not a farce, I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, and the game master ends up telling him, stay in your lane. So again, <laughs> these two not getting along. Uh, the game master and the guy in the greenhouse not really seeing eye to eye either. So there's a, there's a lot of friction in the Desire Grand Prix uh, infrastructure, we'll say, in the organization. So even if like that's, We'll call it like three warring factions. If we're gonna throw um, Neon's dad in, that would yeah, be that, a that's fourth. One too. Yeah, and then obviously the kids that are playing, if they realize it's all a scam, that's five, right? In theory, we could call yeah. it a, a fifth. Sure. Yeah, there, that there's all. a yeah. There, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I counted. I counted some numbers. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, there are, there are a lot of parties involved here um, that that could potentially be good or could potentially be bad or could potentially be like weirdly neutral or like, you know, um, have have things that they want to achieve that aren't really like related to the game in any way. Like, why would a corporation be involved? Like, maybe it's it's like tangential to even what's happening in the game. Who knows? Maybe it's some weird like, you know. Oh, we 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 supply the driver technology, and it's a big contract for us, or something like that. It could be something weird, it's like that damn government shit, like Lockheed Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We have the we have the exclusive contract. <laughs> um, but yeah, clearly the, the the game master sort of um, putting his thumb on the scale, as we talked about, trying to eliminate Gates is is rubbing some people the wrong way who are in the know about the desired Grand Prix. Uh, to, to finish out the episode, the, uh, the girl in the red hat, um, hands over two more drivers. So there's two more down, two more of the musical chairs, basically that the Geomato are now in control of. And the episode ends. East doesn't have a driver. Hare Ruya doesn't have a driver. So it's looking like Geats and Punk Jack, uh, are setting up to be eliminated. Oh um, no. Big cliffhanger ending. So, what are your thoughts on uh, episode 13? Toby? It's it's funny because it's a good setup, obviously, into the next episode. But it's funny that, like, I know Punk Jack is supposed to be the helper. 
but he's currently on the course where he's getting killed too. Like it seems yeah. like counterproductive. Like I know he's the, the wacky, sassy guy, but he doesn't seem like the type that just wants to like take the loss like that. So yeah, I'm guess- kind of surprised he's in the in the position he's in at this point. Yeah, I guess as far as the game master is concerned, like eh, it doesn't matter as long as as long as Geats is gone, <laughs> it doesn't really matter after that. That was that was his goal. Um, but yeah, Pump Jack is is, is going to be going out with him is what it's looking like. Um, which yeah doesn't seem like it would sit too well with him, but but we'll see. Maybe he's got a trick up his sleeve. Yeah, I uh, th- this this felt like a kind of. It was a good episode, but it felt like an episode of sort of like bridging two gaps, kind of. Um, I guess any any of the episodes where like a round starts and ends kind of on a cliffhanger is, is kind of like this, where you you get some setup, you get some interesting things happening, but you're just like waiting for that next episode where things can like can fully flesh out and kind of fully resolve. That's how they hook um, you, man. It is. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm really interested in now like the dgp workings and like who this new guy is and what's what his whole deal is gonna be we like out of, out of nowhere so we're 13 episodes in about a third through we'll call it and now there's like a whole like a secondary good slash evil force that's double interfering where they're like the game master shouldn't be interfering so we're also gonna interfere yeah which is just <laughs> like layers upon layers and i think I think my, I guess my, my prediction is I think Geet is going to be is going to know more about them than he's letting on because like, you know, he, he met that girl. So clearly he got looped in on some aspect of it. Right. Like he he got told something and it may have just been as simple as we're going to send you a buckle, but um, it could have been more. So like maybe they told him a bunch about the game and now he's just going to kind of confirm <laughs> as we go on. Um, he might he might have a lot more knowledge. So I think I think maybe that's what we're going to find out as we go on is like East sort of was actually more steps ahead than we realized because of that. Yeah, because like the wording in that scene was he was like, this is quite the convenient run in basically. Yeah. yeah. And obviously we didn't know who she was, but he knew her well enough to be like, I'm glad to see you because I need you kind of vibe. Yeah, he, he definitely knew who she was. As she showed up, <laughs> which is interesting. Obviously, he's he's played the game for a very long time, so maybe he's interacted with her in some way in the past or something. But definitely, he he knew. <laughs> so um, I think yeah, there's definitely still more more than meets the eye um, to Ace for sure. Geets formers more than meets the eye. <laughs> That's how it's done, Karen. Fuck you. <laughs> Mic drop. And <laughs> <laughs> the episode early. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us for Common Rider Geats episode 13 for our Wait, no. episode 13. Transformers <laughs> more than Geats the Eye. God damn it. That's there way, we go. That's way better. <laughs> really, <Mic> glad, <laughs> really glad you went back and punched that up. <laughs> that was going to be one of those where like, I wake up in the middle of the night and be like, no, that, that, it was this. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> you dumb shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, um yeah thanks for listening um if you want to check out all of our past episodes you can either do that on youtube go to commonridersucks.com to go to the youtube playlist and find all the all the episodes there uh or you can listen to it in podcast form 
So uh, just search for The Comment Writers on your favorite uh, podcast app. And you can listen to all the audio episodes there as well. Um, you can also um, check out Toby and I on the internet. Where can people find you on the internet, Toby? On Twitter, it's at Life of Tobes, T-O-B-E-S, and on YouTube at Tobes Plays. Awesome. You can find me on both Twitter and Tumblr. I am at Pretty Dece Josh in both places. And of course, send us an email. You can be cool like like, like <laughs> that was a tongue twister <laughs> for me. You can be cool like Kieran. It's what I was attempting to say. Um, send those emails to cast at commonwritersucks.com. Once again, thank you very much for listening. We will be back for Common Writer Geeks episode 14 next week. Make sure you join us back here as well. But until then, have a great week, everybody. Peace. I'm taking shots at the enemy. I'm going to make it to the top, leave a legacy. If I got something to say, you better let me speak. Turn it up a new degree. Bitch, you ain't seen anything. I pop off with the new rock. Electron.